All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and uh, this week I met this gentleman not too, too long ago, but I really liked uh, him as a person, and I liked his band, and I got to tour with them when I was filling in for my friends in the band Weathers, and uh, this week I have Jake Floyd from the band The Orphan the Poet. Jake, how you oh, doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for having me. Okay. It's crazy that we toured together and then randomly saw each other at a festival like last week. Yep. It was awesome. Because <laughs> I, was, I was filling in for Weathers one last time but be, be, before they take, uh, I think, the guy that's playing drums for you right now. <laughs> yeah, they, they stole him from us. So. They stole yep. him. Those bastards. No, I'm just he's kidding. too good of a drummer. Shout out Christian Champion. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris, Christian's great, man. And I'm sure, you know, he's, he's going around. But, I mean, dude, the Weathers oh, yeah. guys are like really, really good friends of mine. Totally. Of course, I wasn't busy. We're we're figuring out new music and stuff like that. And so while I have the downtime, I'm happy to fill in for my friends. You know? Yeah. So. Wait, can I ask, how, how'd you meet Weathers? So it's funny because uh, we were making an album with Tim Pagnotta. And then he came in and Tim was like, you know, there's this band that you guys should check out. You know, I just did like some songs with them and they're like huge IDK How fans. And so um, I listened I listened to their stuff. And I, I think I reached out to them and I was like, hey, I heard about you guys through Tim you know, you guys are really awesome. And so we, we ended up just like meeting up and becoming good, good friends. Like we literally just hang yeah. out like all the time in LA anyway. And oh uh, man. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And, and, and then like my friend Eva who, who books them, like she, she kind of introduced us as well. And I've known her yeah. forever, <laughs> you know, and Eva books us as well. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Small yeah. world, small, super small world, man. God, she, she's a hustler, dude. I need to have her yeah. on my show sometime. But you so, honestly should. Eva is like, I mean, on top of like, just being a great person, just like yeah. the, the hardest worker, I feel like in the music industry, she's she amazing. Oh yeah. I've dude, I've known her now for not to show my age, but like I've known her for, for almost 20 years now. And, Man. uh, and I, I met her at, um, I met her at the TLA in, in Philly oh, and we so just, cool. we just hit it off, you know? So we've been friends yeah. ever since then. So Jake, um, I wanted to have you on the show because I think you're an interesting guy. I wanted to get inside on like, cause you know what I, I want, I want to tell you, and, and you probably know this as well as anybody, but Nine times out of ten, bands fail, right? And the yeah. one, the one in ten that make it were the ones that were too stupid to stop. And I want to yeah. say, <laughs> yeah, and I want to say that you've you've had quite the career already. And I just wanted yeah. to get you on to like hear hear how you got started in music and everything, because a lot of my listeners, I think, are are wanting to be in music or they want to figure out like you know the the right the right way when you know the secret is there really is no right way <laughs> it's, it's yeah, just well, that, just kind of that's happens, me but. i listen to your podcast to hear the secrets from other people you're to learn. kidding so, yeah <laughs> but well so what what have what have you learned from listening to the to the show so far um a, a lot of things that i've just been doing wrong the whole time mostly just like staying in ohio and not moving to la wherever all the cool kids are yeah you that's know much it. well i mean here's here's the deal it's it's like I feel like when you when you start a band, you know, you have to always start somewhere. It, it could be in L.A. or it could be Utah or Ohio or wherever, you know. But at, at some point, I feel like, you know, it's it's big fish, little pond, you know, yeah. where it, like you, I, I feel like sometimes you need to go big fish, huge ocean totally, and, and just, sure. just expand where you can. So, I mean, like now I know you guys are, are like, uh, you know, you guys are big in your town. I was going to tell you, too, uh, when we were at the airport checking in uh we heard you guys a song <laughs> on on the uh, yeah, at the airport yeah on the radio oh my gosh that is so cool yeah, i think i got I, I got a couple texts from friends i think our song is in like 
like Kroger's and Ralph's right now too yeah. is like wild. But Just it, people buying their cereal here in our song. Yeah, that's ama- That's amazing though. You know, so, so, we're, cool. so we're at the yeah. we're at the Columbus Airport. So I mean, like, dude, you've conquered Columbus. I mean, like, yeah. What 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 keeps you in Ohio? Is is it family? Is it is it like uh, relationships? It's mostly it? it's mostly cheap rent. That's cheap, yes. probably the yeah 100%. cheap rent and. Like, uh, luckily enough, there's like a super cheap flight to LA that we can just go right. there for like a hundred bucks when we meet, when we need yeah. and get there for a week with friends and write and do whatever, and then come back home and continue to pay our cheap right. rent. Yeah. Well, I hope you can con- continue to come out here. Cause I, I like seeing yes. you. It, it is, it is ungodly expensive out here for, for real. Yeah. I just feel and like, also, I, I mean, we, we learned a little, I mean like the 21 pilots guys live here. Well, Tyler still does. I think Josh just moved back. So it's like, we kind of learned a lot of what we're doing from watching them just become the massive act that they are sure, growing sure. up here in Columbus. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, there, there are a lot of bands that come out of Columbus, you know, and then yeah. you, know, you have like rock on the range there. There's, there's a lot of good music stuff happening in, in your guys' yeah. town, you know? So in Ohio in general, I mean, I grew up like watching friends get signed when they were in high school and just out of high school. And like that, that kind of stuff I feel like is what makes as like a younger person, just getting into music, like, I'm sure you see it like it, it takes someone else to make it feel like possible, if sure. that makes sense. So seeing 21 Pilots just become what they are, or other bands from my area get signed and do their thing, like it makes it feel like it's not impossible to do. And I think that that's probably, as you talked earlier, the the stupidity to keep going. That that's probably what drives it. Yeah. So I mean, dude, Jake, take me back to like when you were when you were young. I mean, like to, like what what happened? You know, like where oh. like did this all start? Because for me, it all started like in middle school, and it all started with like yeah. bands like Green Day and you know, Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and just anything that was like alternative music on MTV at the time. But um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the exact same. I grew up in like the smallest town in Ohio. I think I graduated with 68 kids in my class. Holy shit. No no one was playing music except for me and my like two friends that like kind of had a band together. Okay. But I was always the one that was like weirdly serious about it as like a eighth grader if that makes sense yeah dude i'm uh, i'm right there with you yeah yeah like like looking on the back of like all the cd booklets that i had to like find who manages who and who whatever as like a freshman in high school Mm -hmm. and like so growing up there and obviously it's like same same kind of deal like green day blink 182 fallout boy like all those bands were like what i grew up listening to and I think like discovering a scene outside of my small town. And then the second I got my license was driving to, well, honestly, I didn't have a venue within an hour from me. So it was all like VFW halls and things like that. Like you're just seeing like 12 bands play from 4 PM to 10 PM at a random VFW hall with a PA system that I don't know, every metal band and (laughs) pop band or whatever could drive in would go so, so was, it there, was, was cool. there like a big local scene then like that you were I mean, driving to or what, what was that? Yeah. Like? Yeah. There was a, there was a scene this, uh, I grew up in a small town called Minster, Ohio, and it was about 15 minutes away from a town called Sydney, Ohio, which is maybe halfway in between Dayton and Lima, Ohio. Okay. And Dayton at the time there was like bands like, gosh, this is, I don't know if you remember any of these bands, but like, let's get it was sure, a fearless sure. band. Um, and then, like, in Lima, Hit the Lights was, like, big at that time. Yep. But yep. There, there was a bunch of bands that were just kind of – it's right off 75 in Ohio. So, I mean, I saw a bunch of bands like Brighton play at this VFW mm-hmm. hall. And, like, all, all these bands that I kind of, like, grew up listening to played at these VFW halls, which was very cool. And then a couple years after that was 21 Pilots playing at those VFW halls. And okay. bands like Attack Attack playing. And the, the same, like, I think there was – this is a little more metal than my – 
taste, but there sure. was a show I went to. It was like, gosh, it was Miss May I, Attack Attack. I think the band A Graceful, if you remember them, uh, which was yeah, Chris yeah. from Like Moths to Flames. And, oh gosh, I'm forgetting one, but it was some other like band that went on to sign to like Rise Records. So okay. it was like kind of that that whole like metal scene was like, very much a thing where I grew up and it just kind of got me into music and got me into like wanting a van and trailer really bad so I can mm-hmm. go on the world's shittiest tour. Okay. Like just that okay. lifestyle always appealed to me. Right. Okay. So, so like talk, talk to me about like when you started playing guitar or like your bass or, you know, I know you're a bass player, but oh, yeah. like, talk to yeah. me about like when, you know, you're, you're starting to come up in, in yeah. music and like high school and stuff like that. Dude, honestly, I've only ever been a bass player. I've only really? been a bass player. I'm not like a good bass player by any means, but I've only ever been a bass player. So like, I think like seventh grade, I fell in love with Blink-22 like every person ever. And just through a couple friends, like made a band or told ourselves we were a band. And then uh, I just started like, honestly, at like a freshman in high school was like booking the local Eagles club and and my small town and then inviting all of our friends to come play. And then through that, through like MySpace and Facebook, we're like finding other bands and just asking them if they wanted to come play. And then like, so you're doing that in high school. Yeah. In high school, I was a freshman in high school, like putting down a hundred dollar deposit to rent this place. And then a kid in the grade older than me had a PA system, which oddly enough, fun fact, that guy, He's a kid at time, but that guy wound up being the front of house for 21 pilots for like I don't know, five or six years. Wow. Until like 2015 or 2016, like right before Blurry Faces when he like had a family and stuff. So he okay. stopped doing that. Okay. But like just that was sheer coincidence that he met them down the road and ended up being their front of house. But he owned a PA system and he would come and run sound for all the bands. And I don't know, that was kind of it. And then just started meeting friends. And then through that, you know, we you go on and start other bands with those people you met. Sure. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that was, that was like all of high school for you. Cause for me, I was in like, I was in like multiple bands at once, you know, I was, oh, was yeah. I was in like, I, I, I think at one time I was in like three bands at one time, but in Salt Lake city, there were, there weren't that many people that I met that could do what I did. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when I went to shows, I was real, I was very much in the local scene back then. Um, and Kilby court was a huge, a huge part of my of growing course. up. Yeah. So like I, I used to play shows I, there all the and time. And we like side note, like what is it like growing up with a venue like Kilby court? Like that's so like iconic. Like the fact that I knew Kilby court in high school wow. and I was thousands of miles away from you. Like what, what is that like having a, an iconic venue so close to you where like, so many bands have played. Well, I mean, what's what's really cool about it though is because, dude, like when I was growing up in Salt Lake, it was always uh, venues were always shutting down all the time because there there was like yeah. crazy liquor laws in Salt Lake, and you know a lot of it just was, you know, there's it's it's, it's a religious state, you know. So yeah, um, for sure. So Kilby Court has been the law. Lo- I, I remember when Kilby Court wasn't even Kilby Court yet. Like I was playing in this punk rock band called the Teen the Teen Tragedies, and we just ended up like, you know. We, we would, we would go, it was, it was like a garage. It's still a kind of yeah. a garage, Kilby Court, but like there's all these punk oh, yeah. rockers and like people were bringing their own, like, you know, PBRs and bringing out like all sorts yeah. of like, you know, and there was, there was like illegal drinking like, you know, people, people were yeah. underage at some, at some of these shows, you know, like I'm talking like, this is like late nineties. And then finally a guy came in and he just like bought the, you know, the land and bought the property and he turned it into this venue. This guy, Phil, he was really great. I haven't talked to him in years. And then, um, 
you know, a couple other people ended up taking over and now, and, and now it's, um, you know, this guy, Will Sartain, who's been a huge fan of music and a huge supporter of the Salt Lake scene. So he, he took over the entire thing, but I, like, dude, I remember seeing bands like, um, like newfound glory playing to like, you know, 10 people or like alkaline trio playing for like pretty much nobody and like a, a dog, you know, walking through yeah. or like Juliana theory, like, ba- like barely anybody was there. Um, Dude, well, that, I, I mean, that's like sim. I know like Kilby court is like kind of like an actual venue, but like yeah. going when we played there, it was like the same vibe of where I grew up, where you'd see bands that like are playing to, I mean, a, yeah. essentially without shit talking it, like no kids compared sure. to where they are now. Like, huh. and, and that's so cool to like have that experience. I mean, there's like, we talk about it all the time with 21 pilots from where we're from. Like the, there are only a handful of, bands that have played those kind of venues and then went on to like sell out Madison Square Garden and whatever. I know, man. Know? It's it's so cool that there's like a history of like DIY ethic and right. punk rock ethic at like ethics at Kilby Court and like where I grew up as well. Yeah, I mean dude, I, I will say this though. I, I did see a full house, a full packed house for Death Cab for Cutie. But you know <laughs> insane. That's you know? crazy. You saw Death Cab there. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, but in and like in the show that I got to do with you there not too long ago, I mean it was like it was like just as packed, you know, if if maybe not packed. more people. But also I was like younger, so maybe I don't know. They they would just fit as many bodies in that room as humanly possible at the time. Now, you know, there's like fire marshal rules and COVID stuff oh, and all, yeah. all this, thing, you know, everything is, is, we're just in a different world now. But I mean, back then, For man, sure. that was my, that was my Mecca. That was my, my university. I guess you could say, I learned about so many bands, even like, you know, in between bands, like somebody from like the, the front of house would throw on, you know, a local front of house would throw on like a CD. And I'm like, Oh, who's this band? And they'd be like, Oh, it's this band called Q and not you. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And so oh my gosh, I went, yeah, I went and researched Q and not you. And then I learned about discord records. And I was like, well, this band, doesn't sound like any of the other bands on discord. Like what is, you know, so I just, I learned about like yeah. a bunch of different music from just going to Kilby court. So that, that's what it meant to me, you know? But I mean, like for somebody like you being in like the middle of, you know, America per se, or like, I guess that's East coast now, but just be, being on it's the Midwest. East coast, we can say Midwest, you I can't? think okay. technically Midwest, but you guys are three hours ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I, true. so I was going to say like, okay, we'll still call it Midwest. That's fine. Yeah. But like being in the Midwest, like you, you do have to drive like some distances to see, shows that you want to see, but you know, like a lot of my, okay. So like a lot of when I was growing up and I'm sure it's similar to you, like it was, it was just like, a, I don't know. I don't want to say the word scene. It's, it just sounds wrong, but it's just like, it, it was, it was something I looked forward to whether I've heard of the bands or not. It was just like, I knew that's where my friends were going to be, you know? Yeah. Cause like people oh, in my absolutely. high school did not listen to the stuff I did. And the stuff that like people are li- listening to now is the stuff that like I kind of listened to in high school, but it was not popular like at all. It yeah. seems like the things that I'm liking now is like kind of popular with like some of the high school kids that are, that are like coming up. And uh, yeah, but I, but all, all I was going to say is like, I, I went to a lot of, yeah, I went to a lot of like punk rock shows. I went to a lot of like pop punk shows. I went to hardcore shows. I went to like indie alternative, you know, I went to, uh, I went to emo shows before, you know, the, the word emo was, was evil. Yeah. You know, I was thinking like the, the word emo to me meant like bright eyes and cursive, even death sure. was, was, was like that dash dashboard, get up kids, you know, stuff like that. But now it's just like this whole, I don't even know what it is now, but yeah, it, it, to me, it's yeah. not emo. It's, it's something else. You know, it's like when, when some people are like, man, I don't know how to describe that band sound. And I'll be like, have you ever been to the warp tour? And they're like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that <laughs> or something. Exactly. I don't know. Which so, in and itself is like a wide range. Cause you have bands like 
I don't know, the Devil Wears Prada playing right, right after the main, which are like the opposite ends of sure. the spectrum. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's that's just the world that I was, you know, that that that, that I was involved in. And, you know, and then I'd learn yeah. about like a much I had a much broader scope after I graduated high school and moved to California, to be honest. But um, yeah. okay, so Wait, this isn't move, about me. Move, right? uh, no, I have I have more questions for you. I'm so <laughs> oh, so this this is okay. This is my show, but you're interviewing well, me. Okay, I'm just I'm curious. Did you yeah. move to California like right after high yeah. school? Is that how that worked? Well, okay, kind cool. of. I mean, like I right right when I graduated, I I joined. Well, I was filling. I should say filling in. I was filling in for this all girl, you know, uh, punk rock outfit called the Eyeliners, and they're on Lookout okay. Records. And so that was my, that was like my fourth tour I ever did was warp tour that, you know, that, that summer. And I just oh, graduated cool. high school and then we went out with like no use for a name and yellow card before yellow cards, ocean Avenue hit or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I moved out to LA in spring of Oh three. And then I went, Man. To, I went and to you've been, and you've been in LA ever since I've been in LA ever since. Yeah. Oh, there man, was like a year cool. where like, I, I, like a year, two years I, I left and then, um, over COVID I left for like six months, but we'll, we'll call that yeah. a vacation. Yeah, no, that's fine. But uh, yeah, so so Jake, okay, so you get you get your bands together, you're 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 playing, you're doing all this stuff yeah. when you're in high school. Like, how does how does a band like the Orphan the Poet come come around? Like, were you another band um, before that, or was it just yeah? I mean, like, okay, fully, so yeah. um, I was in high school, whatever. That band broke up. Played in another band, and then that band, of course. Yeah, broke I don't up. like to tell my my old bands either. There's uh, there's only yeah. a few of them I like to tell, like. For sure, my my like the teen tragedies because we had we had like some success, but then there's like bands that I won't tell you about because it's yeah. embarrassing. And I was playing bass and singing, and it just wasn't that awesome. But uh, oh man, none of my bands were big enough to find online at all. So it's, <laughs> you, it's probably all still, you probably still can't find this one, and you know that yeah. I'm talking about. But yeah, so I had my little run of of stuff in Salt Lake, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, then I I gosh, sometime after high school, met David, okay. um, and he and I like. It was kind of one of those things where I knew who he was. I don't know. I don't know if he knew who I was, but I definitely know who he was just because like the local scene is small and he was like the cool songwritery guy, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we started playing together in a band and it was more like, like thrice okay. kind of okay. like progressive kind of music. Okay. And that band broke up and then How long we did that band there. last? Uh a couple years okay. of just like playing and like trying to do something outside of Ohio, but okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I was never like super, super into like the thricey progressive stuff, Okay, but I liked David was my best friend. So sure. we were in it. Okay. And then um, oddly enough, that band was called the orphan, the poet, and we started a new project and like years after that band broke up, could not think of a name to save the life of us. Like we were like writing songs and writing songs, but like, thinking of a name was the bane of our existence. Okay. And then kind of no one knew who that band was. So we were like, Oh, we like that name. Let's just take that name. And, right. and here we are. That was like 2016. We started this band, the orphan, the poet, and here we are and here. And here you are. So t- take me through yeah. like, you know, playing shows and like getting a booking agent and a manager. Like, like how did that all work for you? Like when, when did you, when did you know, like, okay, this is, this is the band that I'm a part of. This is the band I can do. This is, oh, this it is was, what's going to be sustainable. Like when, it was when honestly, that- it was, there was like a six or seven month period that was crazy. Uh, right. Like pretty soon after we started releasing music where, um, Spotify put us on one of their like big playlists, like suit, like 
I don't know. I feel like it was like before everyone kind of knew about editorial playlisting on Spotify and Alison Hagendorf like heard mm. our song and was like, Hey, I like this. I'm going to put it on this playlist. And then, wow. um, so that just came it, out of thin air kind of like you, you guys it was just, like, it was like me like saying, Hey, Alison, you want to listen to our song? And right. then she was like, this is cool. Wow. I'm going to listen. Uh, yeah. And how she, did you think to did, hit, how did you think to hit up somebody like that? Um, me being a nerd and like <laughs> researching everything about music industry people and who does what and sure. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty much it. And then after that, um, the song, um, well, it's on that playlist or whatever. And then Sirius XM's alt nation put it on their like advanced placement thing. Wow. And I was like, this is so cool, whatever. I didn't know much about Sirius XM at all at that point. But then I let Allison know, like, hey, this is happening, whatever. And um, she was like, this is cool, and put it on a bigger playlist. And then it was kind of like a back and forth thing where Alt Nation kind of kept playing our song in that advanced placement thing. Wow. And, wow. Then, um, and then we started to have managers hit us up. And that was like, we had a couple of different people hitting us up. But then our manager, um, who is our manager now, uh, Chris Allen, who right. you know, of course. Um, he hit us up and he was the only one that was willing to come to our shitty practice space in Piqua, Ohio and watch us practice. And we were probably very awful at that point, but I'd known who Chris was from high school because I knew his name on the back of all the All-American Rejects right. CDs that I had. So yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Like I, I've known that name since I was 15. And, <laughs> so wild. And, and he manages my band now. And here we are. And here we are. Okay, so Jake, I can't believe it. So we're like, we're like almost halfway through the show. So okay, uh, we have to go to a quick commercial break. And when we yes. come back, we have Jake Floyd from the Orphan the Poet. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back on Adobe Radio. <laughs> Jake, why didn't you tell me that story earlier? That's so funny, bro. I can't oh, believe man. that shit. Oh god, no, I'm just kidding. All right, we're back. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I I fake everybody out with with. Uh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, uh, I've got, I've, I've done 90 something of these shows now. Right. Damn. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I've done it every single time. Every, that, so, that thing. everyone, everyone gets it. Like everyone fucking loses it. And yeah. Or they don't know what's going on. Like I had a guest, uh, you know, cause okay. Check it out. Little, little does everybody know. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull open the, uh, the curtain right now. Yeah. I'm going to do this big reveal on this show right now. I pre-record all these. And okay. <laughs> that is that is because I tour and because I have to turn in something every single week and we don't know what people's lives are like, you know? Do you mean we're not live right now we are as not, someone is listening to this? Well, we're definitely live. AirPods? We're definitely live in their AirPods or iPhone or car or whatever the fuck, you know, people are listening to on this. But um yeah, I mean we're we're definitely live right now. Like the month I believe is <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I think is October right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's October 11th yeah, at 7 p.m. Exactly. It's it's something I I could t- I could, if I looked it up on my phone I could tell you what day in October it is right now. Yeah. But it, it is going to be it's going to be like early October when when everybody's hearing this right now for the first time. Yes, I can't wait. So <laughs> so uh, okay, so we're we're back. We're back to the show. Just had to fake them out. Had to do that 97 times now. This whole ha 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 whatever. And then they come in and they are confused. And now I've done my job at that. So now we have Jake again from the Orphan yeah. the Poet. So Jake, uh, you're at the point now where Chris, Chris Allen, not to be confused with the the singer, but the yes. uh, the manager, he comes out and he and he 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 talks to you, he signs your band. What what do you think? What happens from there? Like what's what 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 uh, happens for you guys? 
from there, it was just like, honestly, I don't know what I was expecting to happen getting a manager. Like I'd never had like a, a real manager before playing music. And it was refreshing that Chris, and this is why I love him as a manager so much, was that he, it wasn't, I mean, I feel like there's a dream like growing up where you like are playing music and then all of a sudden you get a manager, you get this and you get that, and then you don't have to do anything. Right. And Chris right. was like very honest from the start, like you need to keep doing exactly what you are doing and I'm going to fill in those gaps where where I can. And that I think was the biggest lesson I could learn from from him as a manager. It's like, oh, it's it's never a, uh, I get to sit back and relax mode because the per- second you sit back and relax is when it's like things stop working. So I think that that was right. the biggest th- thing thing that we gained from him is like every time we would have a question of, oh, I don't know how to do this or do that. He was like, oh, I got it here, do this. Or he would just reach out and do whatever for us. So right from there, he connected us with Eva, our incredible booking agent. And awesome. Eva has been with us since. And yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. I was going to say that the, the, the- What's interesting about the manager bit that you just said is that, like, I have worked with a bunch of different managers over the years, and all I think is that, you know, there's some managers out there that think that they should do all of the work, just all of it, and the artist should be doing nothing and just sit back and relax. But then I also notice that when the artist does that, because, like, dude, sometimes I I feel like sometimes managers are just uh, they're they're evil, <laughs> you know, and they yeah. and they just they just sit back yeah. and they don't really they don't really give a shit just as long as like um their their money is just coming in, you know. Yeah. For sure. So I feel like, you know, as as the as the Mister DIY here, because I've I've literally made myself from from nothing. Um, yeah. I've if if I didn't have those traits, I would. Dude, there's this one time, just real quick. I'm not, I'm not talking shit, but yeah. there's I, I had I had a manager at the time. We're all still like friends. And we're we're cool, but I had I had a manager at the time. And we had a label at the time. We had a booking agent at the time. And I remember being like, we really want this like Warp Tour 2010, whatever. And we had a record out and there was all this shit, right? And all of yeah. them told me, oh, yeah, it's, it's not going to work out. And I just, I refused to believe that. And so what did I do? I made two phone calls. And guess what? My band got Warp Tour. Isn't that weird? That is why I think we are just like kindred spirits. Like yeah, that I'm is just, my exact mentality. Saying, there's, there's been so many times where like, and also, here's the other thing, too, is that, like, with, with me and music, is that I've been doing this for so long now that, like, you know, managers also love to keep things close to the, the sleeve, right? Yeah. And close to the heart. But just know, if you're listening to this, I will find out anything that is happening with my band. I will find, absolutely. People will always yeah. come to me. I will know about tours before the managers even tell me about the tours. I will know about, you know what plans are being worked on before, you know, there's, dude, I'm in touch with everybody, but you know, I also feel like the more people that, you know, in music, the better off you are, but also it's a double-edged sword because some people get like frightened about that as well. There's some superiority complex that, that, um, that people seem to have over that, you know, yeah, for sure. some people are like, man, how's that guy? Like, no, everybody. And I'm thinking like, well, I don't know. I've been on fucking tour for 20 fucking years and I've gone to, every stupid show on the planet, you know? And that's yeah. how, and that's how it's happened, Jake, you know, just with, but I, also, just, I also think like, like us both growing up, I mean, Salt Lake isn't the Midwest, but you're not in LA, you're not in New York. You're not, you know, in those right. big, big cities. Like there's a mentality that comes in just like, Oh yeah. Like put your head down, do the work and yeah. be nice, be friends, yeah. show up on time. And like, and that's gonna get you places. It's going to be like, you know, uh, you're going to make friends on tour. You're, you're like, someone's going to want to say, Hey Ryan, 
I really liked you on this tour. Like, do you want to come on tour with X bigger band? Because you guys are awesome and you're not going to like fuck anyone over. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, I just think, I think to your point though, is like, yeah, if you leave your head down and you just try to be the best person you can be, you never know what can happen. And I think that, uh, yeah, every, everything you're saying, everything you're saying is true, man. You know, if like that could, all those things that you were talking about could happen. Like somebody could yeah. come up to you and say, Hey, like, dude, we saw it on that weather's tour. Like, cause weather's knew I wasn't going to be in their band. They, I'm just helping them out because we're friends. Yeah. And then like your guy, he tours, you know, Christian, your drummer. Yeah, so, for sure. so maybe, maybe you guys didn't have anything lined up. And so maybe that's why yeah. he went. So you never know, but also being the life of a drummer, dude, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little insane, especially if you're like, not the, uh, the creator. So. It's also, a, like, wh- like yeah. this is a com- complete side note. Why is it that, like, the drummers are always the one that are in 17 different bands at the same time? Well, because, is it because there's, like, no drummers? Well, I think they're, well, I think that's part of it. But I think, too, is that, like, drummers are pretty, like, from my experience, drummers are, like, pretty easygoing people, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I also think that, like, they, they have a lot to, it's just, just being a drummer in itself is just, like, a full-time job anyway. But I, I feel yeah. like we already have, like, to uh, compartmentalize a lot of things anyway so it's like yeah. what's more like, dude like at all times i have to know like i don't know, like 50 songs in my head so it's like what's yeah. what's uh what's an extra couple songs wasn't that what's an extra band what's an extra anything you know so i mean like, i also i also play bass i also play guitar i also yeah. write as well but i just i never viewed myself as like a front person i just viewed myself as like a really strong supporting role in a, in a band if that for sure you know um yeah and that, that's it, man. But it's just like my, my career has just been like constantly doing it. There's, there's been no MTV. There's been no, it's just been like hitting the road and it's, you know, it takes yeah. a lifetime, man. <laughs> like I'm, I'm self, this year is my, um, you know, my 21st anniversary of, of touring. So man. yeah. So by the time people hear this, it'll already have happened. So now it'll be 20. Well, so also, congrats on the anniversary. That uh, is so cool. Well, thanks, man. I mean, like the, I think the last time I worked like a job job where I had to like go in like where I knew this was the job that I was doing. It was probably like 2005, but I've done, dude, I've done little things here, here and there, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it hasn't been like glamorous, you know, like I've definitely yeah. been in debt and I've definitely couldn't afford a place to live. And I was like touring for, you know, forever and just sleeping on couches yeah. and shit. But like, you know, I've, I've made it work, but it, again, it's that whole, it's that whole thing we were, we were talking about earlier, how like nine times out of 10 bands fail. And the ones that, you know, make it were the ones that were too stupid to stop. So that's it. You know? Yes, absolutely. There's a, lot I mean, of, my, there's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of high highs. There's a lot of low lows, you know? So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's my, that's my career in a nutshell. But I mean, like with, with you guys. So, okay. Going back, <laughs> going back to the or from the poet, you know, yeah. um, do you find it easier to have just like two people in your band? Because I think it's really easy not having to, you know? Oh yeah. Like, well, I forgot that people. we're like the same in that. Yeah. I yeah. think it's great. <laughs> um, for, for us specifically, just cause like David and I are, like best friends. I mean, I could look out my window and if a couple of trees were knocked down, see his house. Uh, well, you guys like, like live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Like three blocks away from each other. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I great. can definitely walk down to his house. If not just like scooter. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think that that definitely helps for sure. And like, I mean, we, we've always been like the, we write all the songs together kind of a thing. Every, every time, you know, in past bands, when we were in bands together, like, it always kind of felt like it was he and I, and then whoever wanted to hang, hang on, it was us writing the songs. It was us like on the phone every day talking and right, figuring right. out the next move. So like when it was, when it became just us two are the band, then everything got a million times easier. Right. Because, 
you know, we have, we luckily have Christian and all the people that tour with us and around us, like that help make our lives easier. But when it comes to like the band and the decisions and what needs to happen next, it's solely relying on us, right. and, like our management, whoever, but it's great. It's so, that's so nuts, man. Um, yeah. so the other thing I was going to say is, uh, you know, I, I think it's it, it sometimes, dude, sometimes with bands, it could, it could happen like overnight. And then other times it takes bands years and years and years and years to, to do all this shit, you know? Yeah. Like I think, I think with, with my band, it was kind it kind of happened pretty quick. You know, like if, if you're really sure. thinking about the chronological timeline and, and COVID doesn't count like two years of that, we yeah, just, everybody yeah. got screwed. Now, everyone, yeah, everyone gets to like delete two years of their career. Yeah, but it's just like, but all the back, all the, all the footwork that like, you know, my singer had to do and I did to just even make this, you know, thing happen is like yeah. kind of crazy, you know? And like, it, it, it felt like, um, how do I say putting this band together? You ever, you ever seen like the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, for sure. You know, when you know when like you know Tim so Robbins, he's, he's, connect these. yeah, he, he's like he's like nicking on the wall, just trying to like escape. You know, like, yeah, just like it's like okay, I got to get out of here. We got to do this. You know, yeah. that's how I felt <laughs> sure. about my story in order to get into this new band. If, if that makes any yeah. sense, you know, what's well, like you you build you built your personal career. You both built your personal careers up to the point to where you can become a quote unquote overnight success. Sure. You want to yeah. It, and know? I mean, and this was our, this was our like second band together as well. Yeah. Right? And a lot, a lot of people don't know that either. They just think like, Oh, like he, they were in these. Oh, like, I, I remember bands, I was, know? I was in, I'm all <laughs> you in. Were, you were in. Yeah. It's I was cr- a fan. It's crazy, man. Well, thanks, man. I mean, it's just, it's all this, this whole, this whole journey of, of musicianship has just been, um, just been crazy, man. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, like, even though you've been like, doing it for a minute like it is so cool and refreshing that someone can find i don't know how and it is like all of a sudden their new favorite band and they never heard you before they don't know who ryan is they don't know who Dallin <laughs> I, is. Like, I actually right. i actually really love that a lot that, that's my favorite thing yeah. in the world because it's like especially in there's today's no preconceived, age, there's no preconceived notions no it's just like all of a sudden they're your favorite band and, and it's cool that you have this other music but they might just only know the the newest song you released and they get to go back and find all that. And there's no, like you said, preconceived notions. There's no like, Oh, but they've been doing it for a minute or Ryan was this in this band. Dallin was in this band. Like you can just like love, right? Like right. Uh, unabashedly from the start every yeah. day. Uh-huh. Dude, a hundred thousand percent. So yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think, I think the journey of a, mus- a musician is just a lot harder than, than everybody. Uh, Let's it on to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's weird that there are people finding like Harry Styles right now that never knew One Direction. Right. Yeah. Wild. That is wild. You know what else is kind of crazy? Nobody believes me when I say this. Um, I mean, I've definitely have like seen the band's name before, but there's this band called Turnstile. And I've oh, just, yeah. I just barely, <laughs> I barely like listened to them for the first time, maybe like five months ago. You know, yeah, and I'm just, and they've been, I mean, yeah, like in the they've been around, they've been, they've been doing been it around. for a minute. Yeah. They've, they've totally been around. So didn't um, they say like, like, wasn't like, uh, oh gosh, has someone like Imagine Dragons or one of the, one of those bands was doing it for like 10 years before they became their overnight success. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so sure about like Imagine Dragons. And you know, it's, you know, it's bullshit though, is I was going to say, they claim that they're from Vegas, but dude, they got their start in Provo, Utah, man. I don't know oh, why they, don't, they just don't claim. They Provo. need to claim the Utah. They do. There's too many Vegas bands. There's too many LA bands. No, dude, like claim where you're from. Claim where yeah. the band got started. So, yeah, they, I didn't know there were so many Vegas bands. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's tons. You know, there's yeah. uh, 
There's like the Killers. There's the Magic oh, Dragons. Yeah. What is it, what are the Killers from? I thought like isn't uh, aren't they from like Utah or? Well, they live in Utah. They? they live in Utah now. So oh okay, gotcha. That's gotcha, where they're gotcha. at. And I think, dude, I think God, this is this is so rad that that you're just on the show with me. And God, we just we've been having so many technical things that no one will even know about because when I edit this all together, it's just going to be so seamless. You know, you're going to oh, be man. you're going to be very impressed. But uh, I was going to say this is also a good opportunity for us to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> and when we come back, yes. we're going to conclude this interview with Jake Floyd from The Orphan, The Poet. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Adobe Radio. <laughs> Jake, oh, my God. You know, we had all those technical difficulties. That would have been such a good story to share. But I, I don't know if we should. No, we shouldn't at all. Okay. All right. We're back. <laughs> we're back with Jake. We're back with Jake. Oh, my God. Jake fucking Jake. Listen, um, we're here. We're here. here. We're, we're alive. We're, we're doing it all. Um, yeah. Real quick, what was your favorite thing about uh, touring with me? Oh, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't think I've ever asked <laughs> that question before. I should start asking that question. I'm like, okay, so uh, it's my show. So uh, what's your favorite thing about touring with me? Yeah. Um, well, my, I will say, like, my actual favorite thing is me texting my partner uh, and her having – all of your old band's merch oh my God. in her closet at her parents' house because she happened to be at her mom's. Bigger lights? Was that the band? Yes, oh, absolutely. So she had all the wristbands. She had everything, yeah. She's a big fan. That's wild to me. You know, somebody else was uh, – I met Sky from uh, – well, actually, I shouldn't meet him. I, I know him, but I was going to say Sky from uh, from Issues, and then yeah. and you not, now he's playing bass for 21 Pilots on the live side. Yeah. And I met his, his, I met his wife and she was like, I was such a big, bigger lights fan. I was like, are you kidding me? I just, I don't ever know what to, to, to think about that because I feel like that was, see, that's another good example of like, you know, um, trying and trying and trying. And then when you just don't think you can get anywhere, you give up, you know? But yeah, uh, I mean, like we grinded for like two years. We were the, like one of, you know, fucking five or six on every awesome tour ever. And it just, it just, it didn't translate. You know, I I will say, though, like on a real note, my actual favorite thing on that tour was just like we've, you know, done. We're still kind of getting our feet wet on the the support tour thing. And it it has been like that was the the best tour we've been on, just like on a personal level of us all just being friends, like going out after, you know, like sometimes you've been on those tours where every night kind of feels like everyone's pissed off and like. There's a long drive the next day, but once we hit like the East Coast and there was easy drives, it yeah. was like, hey, what are we all doing after? Like, show's done at a decent time. Let's like all go out, get a drink, and have fun, and sure. just like chit chat and like connect. And that, that honestly like was really cool. And we learned a lot from you and from the Weathers crew of just like how to treat support acts. Like that that honestly like left a note on us. Well, dude, I mean, I don't know. We're all we're all kind of doing the same thing, you know. <laughs> like if, yeah, if you really sure. think about, it, I, I will say this: though, the first part of that tour was such a huge kick in the balls because of just how how crazy the drives were and like yeah you know ban- we, us thinking that like you guys and like moon tower weren't going to make the colorado show because like it is like oh, that blizzard. Was insane. yeah it blizzard like going to colorado and then colorado is just totally nice there's not a you know a drop of snow yeah. on the ground which is like crazy as fuck and was like one of the best shows of the tour yeah like if yeah. we would have missed it, i would have been so upset because that was like Hands down, I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that night of just, like, the amount of people, especially for our band, who, like, had only played in Colorado Springs once before, and there was six, 700 people, however many were there, that, like, knew our band's songs. It was Dude, insane. I, I've had a lot of crazy – I think almost every single band that I've ever been a part of has played the Black Sheep. Like, li- li- and I've, I've been playing there since before it was even called that. 
and where yeah. uh, it was called Industrial Nation. Yeah, they used to have like potholes in the in the parking lot. It was like just <laughs> dirt, you know, and like you just were like, oh shit, like is our van gonna get fucked from you know? And there's like big yeah. puddles and you know, and like the stage was like a couple planks, you know, and then like it yeah. just it just wasn't it, it was not what it is now, you know. I mean, they put yeah. a lot of money into that, and it still could use more work, but the black sheep is like a pretty awesome place. Yeah, I, and I and we all went to that dive bar after and got quote unquote bottle service. Yes. Yes. Cause it was cheaper to buy a bottle than 15 or 16 shots. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I was, I was the, I was the designated dad that night. I guess you could say me yeah, and the, uh, yeah. the tour manager were just off doing our own thing. Cause I, I, yeah. I stopped drinking. Cause you know what my problem was is sure. I just had way too much fun. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But also yeah. like, I think that that's like, uh, cool about you and like your ability to just like hang and assimilate into a bunch of people that are probably getting too drunk or whatever and still like vibe with everyone and not have to like segregate yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's look, I, I think be, being in music, it's like drinking is never, is never going to go away. It's, it's, yeah. it's not at all. You know, it's just, it's just something I've had to like learn to learn to live with. But so Okay, so take me back. So have you guys, you've been talking a lot about like 21 Pilots and how they're from your town and stuff and how they've left like a mark on your yeah. town. I mean, have you have you gotten to do shows with them? Have you gotten to like chill with them? Uh, Did you get to meet them? You, like what's... Not hardly. At, I mean, my old band played with them like right before they blew up and became what they are. Like I think I booked them once at like a DF, DAV or VFW hall okay. in my hometown. But they like pretty soon after that became like what we know of them today. I mean, they were like the band that before they were signed, maybe before they had a manager was drawing like a thousand kids, like literally selling out the thousand cap room as a local band in Columbus. And I wasn't from Columbus. So it was like, we were just watching that from the sidelines and then they blew up and became like the big thing. I mean, we did a couple festivals when they were like the head, the, top of the bill band and we were like the bottom but didn't necessarily connect but then like last year i mean again like i hadn't talked to them in so long and uh last year man we put out our song called the moxie and they had just put out their new record and we're doing a bunch of press for it and we're on sirius xm doing an interview about some of their favorite songs right now and just like shouted us out as like one of their favorite songs and it was like i mean talk about like my phone overheating or whatever from notifications when you have a band like that just like give you a shout out of this is one of our favorite songs right now and it was it was wild and yeah that's when you have to be like that's when you have to be like hey you know anytime you want to just like take our band on tour (laughs) totally okay with us you know (laughs) if you want you know yeah no but honestly like that that was just so cool i mean because they didn't have to do that i mean there's a a million great songs in the world and the fact that they pay attention to what else is going on in the Columbus scene and aren't just up in the stratosphere where they should stay and exist is cool for us. Yeah. But I mean, like that gives everybody some hope. I mean, I've always wanted to like, you know, being in a band, if I, I said that one day, if I ever was going to be in a band that like can draw tickets or people, you know, with, with it within reason, I would always want to take out uh, my friends, you know, totally. Just I think that, that again, that's and, like, you know, so, so respectable as like a, uh, I've gotten, I've gotten to do that twice so far. Gotten yeah. to take out a couple friends. Yeah, we took out um, one of them was like a favor, and then okay. and then like uh, we found out after we did the favor that this guy was not managing this band that we wanted to go out with anymore. So, oh. so that that was that was kind of like whatever you know. And we're we're all it's all clear, yeah. dude. It's all good. That happens. So we took out a band on that note, and then um, we took out this band called Twin XL, 
Oh and, yeah, and I love them. Yeah, and their their manager, <laughs> their manager Mike Kaminsky was uh was one of my first roommates I ever had in Los Angeles. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, guys, like, can we please take out this band? And they're doing and they're doing well on you know yeah. on, like Alt Nation and like the radio and stuff. And so it just you know all all the all the points seem you know all the signs pointed to yes. You know. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I love like Tony Soul I, so much. I think they're such a cool band. Yeah, I think they're great. But uh, just just for your question, like, or, or just anybody's question of like, how do bands pick bands? It's just like, it is sometimes politics. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you show your case of like, hey, this is these are friends, but this is the reason why you know they should go out. It's like like that band Joywave. I I have known about them for um, a long time, and so if you're hearing this now, that the tour has been over, and uh, the tour yeah. was really great with Joywave, and they were all very nice, and now we're all really close. But what, yeah. I was gonna say, what I was going to say is that uh, before the tour even started, you know, uh, the, like Daniel from Joywave reached out to me and was just like, hey, like we should go grab some food. Because I guess I guess he's known about me for a minute. And I, of course, I've yeah. known about him. I met him like a couple times, like back in the day when I was uh, at a short stint in New York. But just the fact that that tour could come together and our bands had like kind of a similar sound, but different fan bases like that. That to me is awesome. You know? Yeah. You'd so, also like talk about another band that I've just like heard nothing but good things about them as people. And yeah, sure. We, we met them. We did like two festivals back to back with them last summer, Summerfest and then Riot Fest, like the next day. Yeah. And it was like, they were just like nothing but cool people. And I don't know. I, just, I love that, man. You know, I got to say like out of all, you know, being in music, I would say that probably 93% of the people that I've met in, in my passing of music have all been just really great. You know, yeah, ninety three percent. That's a that's a pretty high number. You know, and it's, yeah. it does, it's not that yeah. hard to just be a cool person. It's really not. Yeah. Dude, honestly, it like it really says something about the people that aren't cool because it's not hard to just be a nice, cordial person, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> if you're not cool, then like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know, be, being a being a drummer too, though. It's like I I have played for like so many different bands over the years. Like whether I've been in the band or I was like hired for like a tour, like like a Weathers or something. You know, and it's just yeah. like. It's all, it's all kind of like what people don't understand is like, it's all kind of the same. It's just like a different cast of characters. That's it. Yes, you know? like sure. Just the way it's, it's like, a, it's like a slightly different movie. You know, some shows are big, some shows are small, but I mean, like, I, I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. I, w- I want to be doing this for as long as I can, you know, but it, at the end of the day, also Jake, what I've decided that what I've, I've learned and decided in my brain is that it's not me who decides when I'm going to stop. It's them. They're the ones that decide. You know? Yeah. And luckily for you, I'm here as your biggest fan. So I'm never going to let you stop. <laughs> God, I, lo- I love it, man. So, okay. Well, t- so we, we don't have like too, too much time left, but oh, yeah, I'm dude, taking up me- too much of your time. No, right no, no, now. no. no. T- dude, tell me, tell me what's going on with the band. Tell me like what, what yeah. you guys are up to next. And you know, like what's, what's going on like from the month of October out. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is October. So in similar to your just getting off the joy wave tour, we'll have just gotten off of, a summer full of festivals, some of them with weathers, which was fun. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they were all great. The crowds were awesome. Perfect. Um, yes. Well, it's October, so hopefully we'll have new music out already, if not like this week. Um, and yeah, we're just, we got more tours lined up. I don't know how much will be announced at this point or will have happened. I mean, at this you, point. Could, I you could always talk about it on this show. You know, I, I yeah. won't ever stop you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like most things, I'm sure you know, like there's like so much of like fingers crossedness and like sure. I think this might happen and I'm really hoping it happens, but I haven't gotten the final confirmation or like it hasn't all fallen apart yet. So right. 
Yeah, I mean, yes. hey, that that you're right. That that could happen, you know. Yeah, dude. When we got our, we played Firefly Music Festival in 2019, uh-huh. and I thought like we got the offer, and that festival was like in June, and we got the offer in December, and I thought for sure, like up until like the end of May, that like they had made a mistake, and we were gonna show up, and they were like, we don't have your name on the list. Like, what's going on? And that's like, I feel like how I live my life as a musician that like until I'm at the show and it's actually happening, I don't believe it's real. Yep. Yeah. Like I could be like on the tarmac of, you know, on an airplane and then they could be like, oh, well, there's there's engine failure. Looks like we can't fly today. And then it's like, damn it. I'm still not getting the show. The show's still not happening. You know, exactly. (laughs) That's that's how I felt about the weather store, because the second day was that blizzard. And we're like, all right, it's not happening. We should just go home. Dude, it, it, but you know, uh, we know it also. Like, I I can't believe it. Like, like I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. Like, um, you know, you guys had to drop off a couple shows. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, like David had COVID. God, it, it sucks. happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it sucks because it was yeah. it was it was a a blessing and a curse. It was a curse that it was our home market. We didn't get to play the Columbus show. We didn't get to play a Chicago show. Oh. We didn't get to play the Detroit show. Like the three shows that were closest to our home, we didn't get to play. Um. <laughs> But it was the, I guess, blessing of it was that we were so close to home because I can't imagine if we were like in California and just like stuck and then had to meet up with you guys 16 hours away or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even think of that actually. Yeah, so it was like it was nice that like immediately like David went home and rested. Me, Christian, tested every day and tested negative. Our tour manager was fine and uh, he just had to get better and then – but as soon as he was good to go, we were all in the van on the way to meet you guys. Dude, it's so and that was my birthday show. It was it was great. We got to play on my birthday. Dude. And, and and by the way, that was a great birthday, you know. Thank you. Yeah. For- it was fun. I like <laughs> I kind of like birthdays on tour. Even though I'm like away from like my partner and my family and stuff. I don't know, it feels cool. Right. I mean, I mean, now that this is out in October, you know, I got to celebrate my birthday this year, uh, I think in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Oh, what what did you guys do? Um, I think, you know, depending on when this comes out, I might have gotten my first tattoo. By that point. Oh no. Very cool. What'd you get? Yeah, um, I got, I think I I'm going to, or I already did. Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to get a 23. It's my birthday. Oh, very, oh, very cool. Right. It's, it's, it's a little symbolic. It's, it's, it's yeah. a thing. It's an inside thing, but um, yeah. So very cool. I think, I think that's what I did. If I didn't though, it's, it's for sure going to happen soon. I dude, I have no tattoos. Do you have any that's tattoos? Insane. I do. I got okay. my first tattoo on my side, like all up my ribs when I was 18. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I might have been 17 at the time. Uh-huh. And then I have my dog tattooed on my arm and I have a Mean Girls tattoo on my leg. You have a Mean Girls tattoo? Yeah, it just says get in, loser. We're going shopping. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was going to say for my first tattoo, I just wanted it to say my first tattoo. Oh, there you go. But I, yeah. but I don't know if I've gotten a tattoo yet by that point or not. I also said that if I got a gold record, that I for sure would get something. So. That's already oh. happened in my life, so I've oh, published. Oh, okay. That's, that's been a I didn't list. know that. Congrats on the gold record. Thank you. Yeah, it's for, it was for a single uh, for for IDK House for, for okay, a song called cool. Choke. Oh yeah, of course, you know, love it. E- either As your way, biggest fan, I know. <laughs> either either way, it's a uh, it's a it's it's yeah, it's an accomplishment. You know? Yeah. Um. God, I can't be- I can't believe we have five minutes. So really, okay. I got I got to be honest. I don't really know where to end the show because my my buddy Jake and I on this show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, but boy, does Jake sound great on the other end because he's not here in the studio with me right now. He's in, no, he's in Ohio. Not at all. But it sounds it's like thousands of miles away. Yeah, but we sound like pretty close to each other right now. So I, I say yeah. that we, yeah, we got a good like, I don't know, like five minutes. So like, what, what else do you want to talk about? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can, I can keep, I can keep guiding this man. So, okay. Um, do you, do you see yourself staying in like Ohio forever though? You think is that, um, that like home base? No, I mean, I'm, I'm down with whatever. I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm going to live in Ohio. I'm going to die in Ohio. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's been nice. Like growing up in a small town and then moving to Columbus, like the bigger quote unquote bigger city was right. like the first jump and then we'll see where it goes from here. But I hate the cold. So hopefully I'll live somewhere warmer at some point. Yeah, you know, like there, there was a time. Well, I, okay, so like I went to Nashville because I, I feel like music happens in three, these three cities. It's like L.A., New York, Nashville, right? Yeah. I went to Nashville though. I tried that. I, I tried the Nashville game, and what I realized is, is you have to go there if you think that you're not going to have a career anymore as an alternative artist. It's where, it's where Warp Tour goes to die. That's what I think anyway. Oh my okay. God. Seriously. Think about it. Warp Tour goes to die. Yes. Nashville is where Warp Tour goes to die. They go, well, I've done all this touring. Uh, I've had a great life. I'm going to move to Nashville with everybody else that used to do what I did. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, and I'm not knocking people on Nashville, but now I feel like people are there hoping to get that, that sweet, sweet country gig, you know, and, yeah, some, and it's, sure. wor- it's worked out for some people. And I hope that, you know, I always hope to be playing music. I'm just, I, dude, I gotta be honest, man. I've never been just like a, I, I've known friends that were like in the same world as I am and you wouldn't even know them now because they just look so different and they're, they're just totally in it. You know, like they're wearing yeah. the cowboy hat and the, the mustaches and the, the boots and the, for sure. you know, I will say like to give Columbus credit, there is a lot happening here that, I mean, aside from Seems obviously like Twilight Pilots being here, but like Beartooth, right? You got Beartooth. Beartooth is here. There's so many, honestly, there's so many like touring crew people that live here. Like yeah. a couple of the people that work for like Machine Gun Kelly and The Weeknd live here and they've been touring with them for years and years and just still live in Columbus. I think honestly, like the Beartooth crew like grew a lot of, and Warp Tour crowd grew a lot of people that have made careers out of touring and they just stayed in Columbus because. It's the a cheap city cheap. to live yeah. and they're gone so much that why pay rent anywhere else. Yeah, I got I got a couple friends that live there now. Like um I got Mitch Levine. Do you know Mitch? Do you know Mitch Levine at all? He was a tour manager. And then we got Tom, we got our friend Thomas that lives there. You know Thomas. Do you know Thomas? Uh oh. Oh man, I, ju- I it was frozen. I I got you back. Oh, okay, good. All right, I'm gonna edit this too. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Um, I don't know Tom Gutches, like yeah. personally. I think I mean we've met, like we have so many mutual friends. I think we've been at the same like birthday parties, but yeah. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in there. Right I'm gonna keep that yeah. bit in there because um I want to show people how hard technology really is to make a show happen. So okay. Yeah, we well, don't have much also, time. This is just good. this is just you justifying me moving to LA. <laughs> True. Yes, you gotta come out here. Next time next time you're in LA, I'll just have to have you and Dave on the show if you guys are like writing. Oh uh, yes. Or anything. Absolutely would love but, that. Dude, check it out. So we have like a minute and a half left. I was gonna ask yeah. you, um, you know, if you were to give advice to anybody just in your shoes and someone wanted to be where you're at, like what what would you tell them? Um I mean honestly, I think just what we were saying earlier, just like Keep your head down. Do the work. Don't lurk. I, I heard a really good quote uh, from Jimmy Iovine on that show, The Defiant Ones. That's like a horse, uh, like a horse racing, a horse in a race, like has blinders on because they don't want to look left to right and see what the person next to them is doing. So if you just like put your head down, look forward and like keep believing in yourself yeah. and doing the work, like it will pay off 100%. God, Don't be that's, a dick. That's yes. actually really, that's actually really insightful. I'm not even joking. That's that's actually really good words to live by. I think. Yeah. 
Shout out Jimmy Iveen. Shout, shout out Mr. Iveen. So, okay. Well, how can people find you on the net? And then we are we are going to be coming oh, yes. up next with uh, Gon Fishkin after this. Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, it's T-O-T-P band on everything. My band is The Orphan, The Poet. Um, I'm Jake T-O-T-P on everything. And my favorite band is I Don't Know How, But They Found Me. <laughs> just got off tour with Joy Wave. It was a successful tour. I think it was a bunch of sold-out shows. So and many. Yes. So many sold out shows. Actually, I need to see what the ticket counts were. Oh, I mean, I mean, I can, yeah. They were all sold drop, out. Yep, you're right. Drop the ticket counts now. <laughs> you're so funny, dude. All right. Well, hey, Jake, thank you so much for being here, man. I really thank appreciate you for it. Me. And uh, yeah, again, up next is uh, Gon Fishkin, and we will see you next week right here on Adobe Radio with Ryan Seaman and Friends. Thanks for oh, tuning man, in. Thanks. And thanks again, Jake. Appreciate it. Yep.